The official start date to spring is near, and you can tell because love is in the air. Another celebrity couple has become engaged. This time, it's U.S. women's soccer star and local hometown hero, Ashlyn Harris, who's engaged to her partner on the pitch and now in life, Allie Krieger. Ladies, I wish you all the best. Remember, love means never having to say you're sorry. But there I disagree with author Eric Segal and Allie McGraw, who uttered those famous words in the movie Love Story. Instead, let's say, love means never having to say that stinks, whether it's something cooking in the kitchen or an old-fashioned Dutch oven. Just ignore it and move on. As for never having to say you're sorry, that implies that you're not getting into any trouble. And I don't believe in the infallibility of man, nor do I believe the ability of anybody but Jesus to forgive and forget. So I'm going to reject that premise. In fact, I'm probably getting in trouble right now based on what I've just said or am about to. So let's get right to it as we talk about mischievous rascals, seismic activity, and airplane mode. Let's embark almost every day. My father was talking to other folks at a recent Little League game when he said, yeah, I wanted to take the family on a vacation to mirror one my parents took me on when I was a boy. We went to New York and Washington, D.C., and I'll never forget it, he said. And then he went on to tell this story about their stay in New York City, where it was the mid-50s, most of the floors in many buildings only had one fire escape per hall, and they were staying at the room right next to that fire escape. It was night. They were all inside the room getting ready for bed. They actually went to sleep when my dad woke up, had to use the bathroom. His mother arose when she heard him walking around. Well, as they were getting back to the bed, all of a sudden they heard on the doorknob, somebody start to jiggle it like they were really trying to get into the, into the room. And, and that's when my grandmother, she got really concerned and just leapt over onto the bed where my grandfather was. And he let out a heaving <laughs> bellow. And the person at the door disappeared. When they woke up the next morning, they read in the newspaper that someone three doors down in that hotel was murdered. So either this was someone who had come up the fire escape looking for someone to murder or someone who committed some felonious act and then fled down the fire escape, but not before scaring the heck out of my entire family. I then find it odd that my dad wanted to recreate this trip for my kids but maybe he's just a real thrill seeker. Though safer than ever, the perils of the New York City area were on display in the pages of the paper today when boss of the Gambino crime family, Francisco Frankie Boy Cali, was gunned down just outside his Todd Hilt mansion. Neighbors on Staten Island said around 9 p.m. on Wednesday, they were watching TV and suddenly heard a pop, pop, pop. The husband thought it was fireworks, but his wife said, no, those were gunshots. The gunman ran over the bleeding Callie, who was still alive, with a blue pickup truck before fleeing the scene. Another neighbor said he looked out his window and saw the pickup zoom past his house and fly off the block. The hit at Hilltop Terrace occurred less than a half a mile away from where Paul Castellano, then Gambino boss, was rubbed out from an order by John Gotti in 1985. Doctors at Staten Island University Hospital North did all they could to save Frankie Boy Callie but he was pronounced dead shortly after arrival. In a mob story that might give you the opportunity to laugh just a little more, turn to azcentral.com to read a report from the Arizona Republic about how Rascal Flats restaurants failed nationwide. But maybe, just maybe, 
The cause was a mafia foot soldier in the witness protection program. They say Frank Capri received witness protection and then used his new identity to wreak havoc on developers of Toby Keith restaurants. And then he did it again to Rascal Flats. There's an editor's note to this story, which I highly recommend, that says the words audio and video in this story contain profanity that some might find disturbing. The raw language is essential to characterize the business dealings of the story's main subject. And here's just a small excerpt. Frank Capri's voice vibrates menace. His words tumble out of the phone, Brooklyn Tough, a low-clipped mix of obscenity and intimidation. And then they quote, Call that fucker tomorrow and let him know. You know something? You lied straight to my face, you son of a bitch. And I'm so fucking pissed off, I'm going to pull out of the whole fucking job. Get yourself another fucking contractor to go there and deal with your fucking baby fucking bullshit. You trying to do that to me? Fuck you. You go get yourself another fucking contractor. This is Capri doing business. In this case, business means getting as much money as he can out of an unfinished Rascal Flats restaurant in Cleveland before the project collapses. I recommend the article. It goes on to talk about how Capri would come in and ask for a bunch of money up front from developers to do work that was never going to get done. He did this previously to Toby Keith's restaurants, Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill, and I'm told he also did it to Brooks and Dunn when they were running Brooks and Dunn's Neon Moon Pies and Coffee. Hi, this is Kix Brooks. When the sun goes down on your side of town and you get that lonesome feeling, come to our door at Brooks and Dunn's Neon Moon Pies and Coffee. You get yourself a big enough cup and we'll throw in a moon pie for free. Take it from me, Kix Brooks, down at Brooks and Dunn's Neon Moon Pies and Coffee. If you know of any restaurants fronted by celebrities with the seedy underbellies, please let us know whether that's a diva's down-home cooking, a restaurant run by a real housewife, or simply a licensing deal with country western wasbins. I'd like to look into the delicious details here almost every day. On the same token, if you have a news source you feel I should scour to check the headlines and see if it adds to the overall meaning of life, please let me know and we'll add it to the list. Here locally, I was reading in the paper that there was a mysterious rumble rattling patio doors and shaking houses across the Space Coast last Friday, but it wasn't an earthquake, at least not according to the U.S. Geological Survey. A seismologist with the agency is hard-pressed to say, though, exactly what it was that shook homes from Cocoa to Merritt Island. It could have been something like a hypersonic jet, munitions, a sonic boom. Unfortunately, we can't give a definitive answer, says the seismologist. The Air Force Base here locally says they had nothing to do with it, which is what caused our last seismic activity, and that was naval testing. So if we can rule out the Air Force, what could it be? Well, reading in The Guardian, a British newspaper that has a U.S. edition, it seems we might find out when a top U.S. official told a group of fossil fuel industrial leaders that the Trump administration will soon issue a proposal making large portions of the Atlantic available for oil and gas development. It seems that in a drive to boost domestic fossil fuel production, the Trump administration has spearheaded an effort to open undeveloped federal waters to oil and gas drilling. Already, the Trump administration's moving to permit a handful of private companies to start using seismic surveys in the Atlantic, a controversial practice in which air guns shoot loud blasts into ocean waters to identify oil deposits. The seismic surveys could commence as early as this year in coastal waters anywhere from Cape May, New Jersey, 
to Cape Canaveral, Florida, and it looks like they very well may have already begun. The U.S. official told this fossil fuel industry group that he's absolutely thrilled that Donald Trump is so skilled at sowing distractions and that it's made his job so much easier. He's found that working for this administration, the president has a knack for keeping the attention of the media and the public focused somewhere else while we do all the work that needs to be done on behalf of the American people. Like shaking the hell out of my area, causing citizens to nearly panic. Hey, way to go. Keep us distracted on anything else. And that's long when I've predicted. And it looks like, thanks to the Guardian's reporting, that's coming true. That news just makes all the more realistic. A screenplay I've been working on about a U.S. president hijacking cellular networks during a state of emergency and compromising devices connected to the Internet of Things. The only way our heroes can survive is to rely on private routers while disconnecting from cellular data and Bluetooth. The movie's called Airplane Mode. Were that movie to get made, I would still wait until it was available for home viewing before I saw it, just to avoid the movie-going experience. While I love the popcorn and can tolerate the sticky floors, I can't handle the armrests. Whose decision was it to only put one armrest in between every two chairs? I don't even like to share that much with my loved ones, let alone a complete stranger. But it is an instant test of dominance. Can cause trouble, though, not just at the movies, but also arenas, auditoriums, or in airplanes. Because you sit two alphas together, you're bound to have trouble. In fact, I hear that's what grounded Boeing 737 MAX. It might have seemed like an airplane mode Armageddon to many over the last 24 hours as Facebook and Instagram were down. And I'm sure some people lost revenue and other people lost their minds. I had to change some things on my Facebook page because someone told me, Josh, your business information isn't accurate on Facebook, to which I responded, that's still around? Haven't they MySpace that already? And it might just be time. You will have to give up some pictures of our past, but haven't we all had photo albums flooded in a basement at some point in our lives? Yeah, it's time to show millennials what that feels like as well. Meanwhile, there's a new social media app specifically designed for bad news. It's called Blark, and it gives you the opportunity to announce news of your dead pets, sick relatives, or unfulfilling life without getting in the way of otherwise positive social media conversations. At the same time, Blark filters out all the other bad news from your feeds and puts it in one specific place so you can be ready to let that bad news Blark over you. Find a quiet corner, put on calm, soothing sounds, and prepare to bottle it all up or sob uncontrollably when the time is right for you. No longer will you be bombarded with bad news. Instead, you can just blarg it. Meanwhile, there's one old guy at the Facebook subsidiary WhatsApp that keeps pushing a revival of those Budweiser commercials from the turn of the 21st century. Hey, as for me, I gotta get out of here and blarg some news about our dog, Weensy. If you were close to her, I'm sorry to say, yeah. Hey, let that soak in, and I'll catch y'all when we do this all again, almost every day.